You guys, this feels like one of the harder and more overwhelming episodes to try to record because it is most personal. This is one of those conversations that everything in me wants to run away from because it feels too hard to tackle, to put into words what God has been revealing to me this year and to articulate fully what's in my heart and in the right way. But I feel like I have to share, to open up, and just to do my best to share some of the pieces of what God has been doing in my heart this year. I use the word pieces because this will probably come across a little bit more messy. This is definitely won't be the most polished episode, I can tell you that. But my only guarantee is that it will be real and honest. This year, 2021, for me, that one in that year, it's represented something significantly new. It's felt like year one in my life in some ways. And I feel like I've been born again and trying to live again or live in a new way. I feel like there's been a major spiritual awakening in my heart, but ultimately the only thing I can say is that God is doing something new in me. Embracing this process has not been easy or pretty, but it's so worth it for me. And I will forever be on this journey of pursuing my greatest potential by pursuing Jesus more. In today's episode, I'm going to ask myself the hard questions and simply answer honestly. I recently heard a quote that said, some of life's greatest answers are questions. So if you're feeling stuck in your faith or questioning all you've known, if you know deep down that there's just got to be more, if you too are going through your own spiritual awakening and just the old ways of thinking and living don't seem good enough anymore, What you're really asking is for an experience. You want to know and experience your heavenly father in a way that's so real that all the questions fade away and they just don't matter. It doesn't all have to make sense. So keep pressing in and press play to hear my heart and some of what I'm learning so far. My prayer is that the Lord would speak to you in the process, whatever it is that you need to hear because he is waking up and preparing his bride. Let's embrace this uncomfortable but necessary and refining process together because this is just the beginning of a life of greater freedom and greater purpose here on this earth. I truly believe that and I want to pull you along with me. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle Hyatt and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you wanna discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God. As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, let's process this journey and grow together. I cannot tell you how thankful I am for this journey that I'm on. I've been pouring out my heart to you on this podcast since April, and I'm continuing to pour it all out in today's episode. It might be one of my most raw conversations because the things that I'm sharing, I'm actively learning and walking in. This makes it extra vulnerable because 
I'm not coming from a place of like, I'm on the other side, take my hand, but rather I'm walking down this path and I encourage you to walk beside me too, if you dare. <laughs> I want to sit down and catch you up on where I'm at on my spiritual journey. But the thought of this has just felt so daunting. Like it makes me want to crawl in a hole and cry. How, how can I possibly articulate all that has happened, all that's in process, all that I'm pursuing in the deep places of my heart? I immediately felt overwhelmed and unworthy to even attempt this conversation, but I'm just going to pour out the pieces that come. Is, is that okay with you? So hang with me and let's just talk because, you know, the reason I want to record this podcast now is because I can sense that a new shift is coming. I think as believers, we are moving from glory to glory, and I'm about to head out on vacation with my family, and a big part of our trip is we're going to a Christian conference. I'm expectant of new things that are going to take place and a fresh revelation through worship, sermons, the sessions, and I think I'll be in yet a different place when I get home. So I wanted to put this into words now or or try at least. Thankfully, this podcast platform, it's a long form conversation because the Lord knows I need a long time to share the pieces of my soul that are being shattered and put back together in new ways. I don't know who's listening and I don't really care. I just want to show up as my authentic self in the humble and the hard places because I know that I am not alone. I know that there's some of you listening who have been shaken up and awakened this past year. I don't say spiritual rebirth or awakening to sound all new agey. I just mean that you're questioning some of the beliefs that you've had for so long. There's some of you who are wrestling with your very own identity and grasping for a fresh purpose. Maybe you feel like your life has been flipped upside down. The old ways of thinking and living, they're just not working anymore. Something has got to give. Yes, the outward world has changed so much, but something in you feels different. If you're new to this podcast, feel free to go back to the first few episodes and catch up on why I'm here and this journey that I'm on. I've just been kind of processing life with you together as I go. But if I could sum it up in a phrase, I would say that I'm on a path of learning to truly live as God's beloved and to behold God individually and also corporately with other believers. Now, I'll explain more about what that means to me later on, probably in another episode, because I'm still trying to grasp all of that, but I want to share a little of my journey so far. So pause right now and just ask God to open up your heart, to open up your eyes to see him in new ways, to open up your ears to hear anything he wants you to hear, and to pique curiosity in your soul to pursue knowing him more, to ask the hard questions, the good questions. There are no bad questions. It's all good. But to actually delight in a relationship with your creator and to step into the mystery of walking as daughters of the kingdom for such a time as this. And I just want to, I got to stop and just pray for myself for a minute because my heart, heart is to speak the words that God has to speak. Like I want to, as I talk on this podcast, like I want to just reveal God's heart for you and what he wants to speak through me as he speaks to me. 
So Lord, I just pray right now that you would be with me in this moment, that you would speak through me, um, whatever is on your heart to say, Lord, that you would give me the words to speak, Lord, that anything that's not of you would just fall away and fall on deaf ears, Lord, but that the things that the mom listening needs to hear, they would pierce her heart like a sword, God, and that she would never be the same and that she would never settle for less than your greatest call on her life, God. And Lord, I just ask that you would just come and meet me in this moment and use me um, for your purpose and for your glory through this conversation. In Jesus' name I pray. Okay, so it's hard to put into words my journey from this year, but to put it lightly, in some ways I feel like I died and I'm learning to live again. I know that sounds kind of dramatic, but it's, it's true. I'm just being real. I feel like I've had a spiritual rebirth and just like birth, the process has been painful. There's been a lot of pressure, but I'm getting through. feels like it's taking so long, like there's so much waiting. It's tested every part of my being. There have been so many times I've cried in weariness. But I understand that God is doing a new thing. And the process, no matter how quick things shift or how much waiting is required, it is all purposeful. It's all meaningful. I say a lot how life is a process and there are different seasons and it's all a journey. And although that's true, I want to give the disclaimer that I don't think it always has to be. Sometimes the Lord, he'll transform you in a moment with one touch. And sometimes it takes years of wandering and refinement. It doesn't matter. Just be open to whatever God has for you and determined to never give up because there's purpose in all of it. So the first question I would ask or just want to answer is when did it all begin? So for me in January, I dedicated this year to the Lord. I told him, God, this is your year. This is going to be his year. And that I was committed to the mission that he had for me. My word for the year was mission. And he had been preparing my heart since the summer before that this next year would be not a year focused heavily on business work, but more on purpose work. Not my goals or my plans or my timing, but his. And boy, has he taken full advantage, I feel. <laughs> this year started out completely wrecking me with a 21-day fast, which I was not planning on. And I've told you guys all about this previously. But I remember lying in bed day after day, just weary and weak and feeling broken, telling God to work in my heart and do the things that only he could do. I had nothing to give and I wasn't going to strive for him. I was just making room, making myself available, giving him permission to work. I was tired and weary. It was a very hard time. I just threw at God all the things my soul desired and all the breakthroughs I was praying for. And although I didn't necessarily feel anything and didn't have anything to give, I just had to believe him and faith that he would show up and work. If fasting intrigues you or you'd like to know more about my journey, my experience, check out episode 26. It's where I share why I fasted for 21 days and some reasons why you should consider fasting too. And then I followed up on episode 21 talking about fasting for a purpose, what that means, what that looks like, what I've been learning through learning to live more of a fasted lifestyle this year. But anyways, in that time, in that place of weakness, there was this song by Corey Asbury called Born Again. And I listened to it a lot while I was lying in bed. I just would lay there and listen to the simple, simple lyrics and tears would roll down my face. And, and I don't, I didn't even, 
understand, but something in my soul was just resonating with those words, with the lyrics. And I just felt like something in me was being born again. Something was happening in me and I couldn't go back. I didn't even know how I felt about it all. I was just in it. The old ways of living and thinking weren't good enough anymore. And there was a new thing happening and it was just the beginning. The weight and the emotions of it all felt beyond uncomfortable and scary and forbidden, but I opened up my heart because I knew deep down that there was more in God's heart for me. I felt God calling me back to the beginning, back to simplicity, to simply coming to him like a child, the way it was when I first found him as a little girl. I remember connecting with God in January and the first part of this year, I just pictured him like a good father, just holding me in his arms. I just pictured myself curled up in his arms and him just holding me. Like that's all, That's that was it. That was my connection. That's how I felt. That was the place that I was at. So let me continue on and answer like, what are some of the lessons that I am learning and have learned? No, I'm, I am learning, <laughs> definitely still learning. Um, this year so far, so far. Well, there's been a lot that God has been healing and revealing this year. I've been learning a lot. And I think the greatest value is not in what I've been learning, but what I've been unlearning. These are some of the shifts that I've talked about already and that are taking place in, in no particular order. So one of the things is I've been learning to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, not in my own strength, but in his strength. That's totally different there. I've been learning to walk in obedience even when it's hard. Learning a, a fasted lifestyle. It started out with a lot of food, but just understanding that it just means a daily walk of obedience and contentment. Taking it day by day. I told the kids just yesterday, I said, kids, we're about to leave on, we're going on a big road trip. So when you have a big family like mine, five kids in a car, in hotel rooms, like long days. I said, I said, we have one goal as a family. Like, what is our goal going to be? And they were throwing out different words like this or that focus. And I'm like, no, I'm like our goal. And it starts now is to be content no matter what. I think that contentment is really, really important on this journey of obedience because whether we have a lot or we have a little, whether we're feasting, whether we're fasting, whether we're hot or cold, whether we're comfortable or uncomfortable, no matter what is going on in our world and our circumstances. Like I want to be content. I want my children to be content. I want to have that spirit of contentment as I walk in obedience because it looks different ways. And obedience is often not comfortable, but you got to take it day by day. And in that obedience, just trusting when I don't understand. Another thing that the Lord just teaching me is that shift, this this shift from being self-absorbed, more of a self-focused lifestyle, more than I even realized, but this shift to surrender, getting my eyes off of me and fix on Jesus, understanding the true transformation that comes from him, that breakthrough is God's work. And it's not a behavior modification. It's not something that I I do in myself. Yes, I do my part, but it's a heart transformation that really comes out of a deep place of walking with him, of knowing him. About learning so much to be Mary first and not Martha. 
to work out of a place of rest and just to rest in him and sit at his feet. That's been so much of the theme of my life this year. Also, just having faith like a child. This alone is everything. Last night, our our church that we're a part of has these prayer rooms. And so every Tuesday we meet and it's not even like a worship service. It's really just about ministering to God's heart and showing up together. And yes, there's worship. Yes, there's prayer. There's It's different every week. There's not even a designed. Um, it's funny. I told my husband last night because I was like, some weeks I, I, I like better than others. And he's like, actually, it's not really like designed for you, like a worship night, like like what you like. It's, it's about us coming together and just ministering to the Lord's heart, beholding him together, putting our focus on him. And last night it was so beautiful. I'm sitting there and I'm looking over and one of my friends, I see her daughter. She's my daughter's age. She's about 11 and she starts to cry and she puts her head on her mom's shoulder and she's just crying and crying. And I see her mom hugging her. And then pretty soon I see the dad sit next to her and they're kind of praying for and I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but God is working in her heart and this is beautiful. Like I really was just like, wow, thank you, God. Well, at the end of it, the dad got up and he spoke and he just shared that his daughter gave her life to the Lord and it was so beautiful. But what was so cool about it is just, oh gosh, it makes me cry right now. I think my my husband and I were criers. I think we were crying more than her parents were actually. It was just so beautiful to see God move in a real way, to see her touched by his love. She was raised in a Christian home. I mean, she was lived in Iraq as a missionary child for three years. She knows all about God, but to see her in that moment, to truly know him and to, to really be touched by his love in a new way where she gives her heart to the Lord and it's real and new and in a whole new way. It was so beautiful and emotional and she just couldn't stop crying. I mean, she just, she's like, she told her dad, she's like, I'm just so happy, so happy. And she was just crying and crying and crying. It was just the most precious thing you've ever seen. And that's the love of God. That's what God does when he touches you, when you know him. There's a difference between knowing about God and there's a difference between knowing him and knowing his love. And I think that is what God wants for all of us. He, it's like, we know God, we're here. You're listening because you know God, you know about him. You have a relationship with him, but I just know that there is more and I just am believing for that. And I don't know, I just want to know more of God. And I feel like what I'm learning is that so much of knowing God and experiencing him has more to do with receiving than anything. Like his love is there. All of him is available. It's more about us just opening our heart and receiving more of him. But her response, and the coolest thing was, and I got to get off this because I just, it was just, it's hard to put it into words. It was the most beautiful moment. But her response was, at the end, we all kind of gathered around. We just celebrated and prayed for her and she's just hugging her dad and she just couldn't stop crying. Just tears of joy, tears of, she was moved. She was touched. Her life will never be the same. But her immediate response was, once we finished praying for her, I looked and she turned around and she hugged her two of her younger siblings and she started praying for them because, you know, knowing God changes everything. God had already started transforming her life and using her and it is beautiful. One thing that God's been doing in my heart this year is just 
learning to be more like a child. That is to have faith like a child, knowing that his ways are higher even when it doesn't make sense. If you really want to be what I often refer to as a kingdom entrepreneur, a kingdom-minded mom, whatever, you must first remember the secret to the kingdom, child, childlike faith and surrender. Moms, take this journey with your kids. We can't afford not to in this world that we're living in. Matthew 18, 4 says, So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Mark 10, 14, Jesus says, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these little children. I've also been learning in that a lot of humility and patience. My natural tendency is to be like, all right, God, <laughs> I see where we're going. I see where I want to go. I see what's possible. Like, how do we get there? What do we got to do? <laughs> how do we got to make this happen? How do we get there fast? And goodness, it just doesn't work like that. Like, I don't want to rush God. I got to work at his pace and his timing. And ultimately, more than anything, just this year, the revelation that I don't want to live for God. I want to live from God. God is calling me home to get my home in order and to work from a place of rest. Simply learning to sit at his feet and be merry. Even though I'm wired like a Martha. Is that you too? Friend, do you love to work? Do you deeply desire to work for God, to honor him in all that you do? Your heart is good in that way. Do you have big dreams that you hold in your heart, lofty goals that you're working for? Are you driven for more, to do more and to be all that God has called you to be? I want to say that that's amazing. But first, you must learn to be a Mary, to be satisfied with only Jesus to sit at his feet and pursue his presence. Only out of that place can you truly get up and get to work and be all that God has called you to do because suddenly it becomes not all about you when you go about it this way. So those are some of the things I've been learning, but what has this process felt like for me? <laughs> well, this has been a season. I want to say the word season because it feels like it won't be <laughs> forever. But it's funny because I was talking to a friend yesterday and I told her, I said, I'm just going to say in this season because it makes me feel better. But the truth is a surrendered life, it's never ending. And I don't know if it ever gets easier in the sense of comfort. It's not the easy, quote, like American Christianity I was raised with where you ask Jesus into your heart and it's just a life that's blessed, sweet, awesome, beautiful, full of faith, easy going, life is good. There is sacrifice required. And once your eyes are opened up, you can't go back. So, so there's that. Anyways, this has been a season <laughs> to lay down everything so that I can give God all of me. As I started to give God the things and the places of my heart that he was gently asking me for, he would kind of ask for the next thing. And I was like, okay, Lord, here you go. And then it was like, oh, oh, you want that too, God? Oh, oh, you want this too? And I was starting to like, freak out at one point. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, oh, he actually wants all of me. I've been giving it, but honestly, it's been hard. Like a lot of it's been felt like a tug of war, like, okay, God, here you go. But I don't really want to let it go. It's just been this like wrestling, a lot of wrestling. The reality is that God wants all of me. 
not all the stuff that I can bring to him or do for him. He wants it all. My dreams, my desires, my goals, all that I've worked for and accomplished because he wants all of my heart where nothing is left but me. It's left me feeling very empty and weak and vulnerable, not strong and big gifts and talents to the world, not in the limelight of recognition necessarily, but although those dreams and desires still burn within to do great things, to accomplish things, he just wants me. For six months, I felt such a loss of surrender. And remember, where there's loss, there's also grief. I grieve the things I once held dear, the things that I hustled for and that fed my ambition and ultimately way too much of my identity and self-worth. As I determined to walk in obedience and surrender to whatever God was asking me to do, I let a lot go. I grieve the loss of the old me in many ways. I felt pressed. I think in a humanly perspective, I would say, you could say, oh, I kind of felt depressed or oppressed, but it was just a heavenly pressed because I knew that God was at work in everything and he was refining me out of his great love for me. So I was able to like deal. Pressing out the old ways, cleansing out the selfish stuff and making room in my heart for his fullness to be who he really wants me to be, not who I think he wants me to be. But as I move forward in faith, I learned that although there's a lot of letting go and grieving in the process of what was, there's also, there is the joy of surrender. The joy that's found from knowing him. It took me about six months before the weight of the pressing was lifted and I felt relief. Thank goodness. <laughs> it was literally on the first day of July. It was the craziest thing. I felt like a page was flipped in the chapter of my book and I just felt this lightness and this grace to experience deep joy again. It was like, oh my gosh, whew, we're going to make it. Things have shifted. Definitely still, definitely still in a deep, uncomfortable process, but the heaviness was lifted. If God is calling you deeper to lay some things down, to let some things go, whatever he asks, just do it. And I want you to know that not all heaviness is bad. There is a weight, W-E-I-G-H-T. There is a weight to God's glory. And if you're pursuing him, don't feel discouraged by feeling a pressing of purification and just the weight of more of his call on your life. I know it doesn't maybe feel good, but it's okay. And I just want to validate that if that's what you're experiencing right now. Refining is hard. It often feels sad and painful and lonely. It feels raw. You feel a loss and you also feel lost at times. It's incredibly uncomfortable. Pressed, it makes you feel a little, well, I mean like pressed to nothing. But that's the point. We have to become a nothing so that God becomes everything. In our empty, he will fill. In our broken, he will restore. In our weakness, he'll make us strong and be faithful in all that. So I say all that not to discourage you, but to be honest with you and to give you hope so that if you're walking through the fire of refinement or purification, you can take heart, know that it's not going to be forever or, or feel the same way it does right now forever at least, because God is burning out some old dead things so that new things can come forth. And I promise there will be beauty from these ashes. So just don't give up. 
and I'm validating, like I said, I want to validate the struggle, but not letting you bail on the blessings that God is working into your life in the most unseen ways. You don't have to understand it all, just surrender. So moving ahead, like where am I at now? Well, I'm pressing on and I'm protecting my progress, the spiritual ground that's been taken. And I'm still wrestling with a lot of it, wrestling every step of the way, of course, because it's really hard to ah, just shed those old ways, those old mindsets, to be patient in the process, to wait on God. That's like really hard for me because our flesh, it's not naturally bent towards God's mindsets and methods, especially when your ideas of success or your old habits or the world's way of, quote, worthiness don't exactly line up with the simplicity of what God is calling you to. So I'm grinding through in patience and trying to move at God's pace. I love to work and I'm reminding myself the value of the unseen work. It takes work to ascend the hill of the Lord, as the Bible says. The Bible says, who may climb the mountain of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? Only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols. It takes work to climb the mountain. It takes intentional pursuit. But this is the work I want to invest in. It's the internal and the eternal work of seeking the presence of God so that I might know him rightly and bring his kingdom to earth in all that I do. I've been working hard this year, but not in earthly measures. It's been internal gain and it hasn't been about me. To grasp the mystery of my faith, to unlearn a lot, to relearn or learn for the first time a lot of things like a child. There's a lot I understand in my head, but it takes time to work that into your heart, to walk in oneness in those ways. It's not just about knowing, it's about being. So learning to be a Mary first before I put my hand to the plow, definitely on that journey and just never looking back, but fixing my eyes on Jesus like never before. The deepest desire of my heart is to see God for who he is, not for who I want him to be. Because when my eyes are clear and I deeply know his love for me, everything changes. Just like that little girl last night that gave her heart to Jesus. Like when you are touched by God and you see him and you know his love, like you begin transformed into his image and everything changes. You're not the same anymore. There's joy. There's beauty. It's emotional, but it's life-changing and it's life-giving. And in a practical way, like what this process has looked like, in all honesty, it's looked like a lot of waiting on God, a lot of prayer, fasting, (laughs) pressing in, a lot of tears, trust, but all covered in God's gentle grace. This journey, it's much like a mystery because there's not a clear-cut, planned-out checklist for success. Because you can't strive for God's presence, you yield to it. I want to say that again. You cannot strive for God's presence, you yield to it. You invite God into your everyday moments and you just welcome him, acknowledging and giving him praise that he's with you in every ordinary and mundane space. In this season, Not only am I learning to know God in new ways, but to delight in him. And I'm learning to enjoy my kids and my family more and more too as I turn my focus inward. 
instead of just doing all the good things and serving well, I'm learning to present all of me and to be more present, to just be. The biggest work that I'm tangibly pouring myself into this year has really been this podcast. It's been a place that God has been using to refine me. And Lord willing, it's been blessing you who have been listening. If this podcast, if it's blessed you in any way, I would like to ask if you would be so kind, just leave a written review. But most importantly, I would love if you would just share it with others. Take a screenshot of this episode even, share it on your social. It's not, it has nothing to do with fame or recognition, but I invest my time here into this space out of obedience, out of purpose. I'd love to reach more women just like you so that I can lock arms and journey forward together as wives, mothers, as business-minded mamas who desire to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth and all that we do. Like that's what this is all about. And, and we need each other and we want to just spread God's love and his light and his truth into the world because this is time that God is doing a new thing in all of us. He is waking us up. He is shaking us up. If we're not shaken up or woken up yet, like, hello, like this is the time. We've got to rise up as women and we need to do that together. And I just want to process this life with you. And like I said, I just want to reach more women because I know there are more women just like you listening on the other end or out there that are looking for like who else is going through what I'm going through? Who else can connect and validate this process that I'm on? So let's join together. Help me spread the word and reach more people. That is like my only request or the best way that you could just say thank you for taking my time to to show up on this place. But this podcast, this is me just giving God my yes. And when God has our yes, he can trust us to do infinitely more than we might ask, think, or imagine. In Ephesians 3, 20, it says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. The Lord gave me this verse when I first started this podcast. And I was, of course, thrilled. And I was like, yeah, God, let's do this. My heart loved this promise and this word. It sounds amazing to accomplish some great things. But it wasn't until months later in a place of real brokenness did he reveal the first part of the Bible passage, the part that comes right before this promise. It says, I pray from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. This is the part about planting our roots in him, making room so that God's presence can inhabit our hearts about comprehending and receiving his infinite love, being filled with his power. This precedes the doing every time. And really, when I go back, I'm just looking at the verse right here. We have to trust him. It's him that's going to keep us strong. And I think it kind of leads to the fact that like, hey, we're going to struggle a little bit. Like it's not always going to be easy. 
But some questions that we need to ask ourselves, that you need to ask yourself, is what if your hustle is actually holding you back? What if surrender is actually your superpower? Giving God your yes, not because it's necessarily what you want, but trusting that he knows what you need. And knowing full well that as you give him your heart, you will experience more of him. He is our greatest reward, that thing worth pursuing. Because only out of him will you truly hit the bullseye of finding your true potential. It all starts with finding and knowing him. So I just want to bring that up because as I cheer you on in your endeavors, and I pray blessings over the work of your hands and all your goals and intentions, I want to be clear about what I'm learning. And what I'm learning is that what it what does it mean to pursue your greatest potential? It sounds great. I love the catchiness of it. I love the way it makes you feel. I love, I, I love the way it sounds, but what does it really mean to pursue your greatest potential? Pursuing your greatest potential is simply pursuing the person of Jesus. Listen, I've been a Christian my whole life. But not until now, at the age of 35, are the scales of my eyes falling off in the reality that, wait, there's there's more. I want to pursue the mystery of this process because although my heart yearns for more, what it really wants is to know him more. Like I always know that it's about a relationship. I've always had a relationship with, with Jesus, but there's just more. Like he is a person. He is with us. He is more real and more near than you ever even realize. And I just want to bring that to your attention so that you can pursue him and know him more. Because as you do that, then you will be really pursuing your greatest potential. Jesus isn't just a name or a thing. He's a person and you could have a relationship with him. Wherever you're at, Just know that there is more and your life will be transformed in every meaningful way as you are transformed into the image of Christ by taking the time to know him more. And it may not feel comfortable. It may be different than you thought, but gosh, it's worth it. This is a lifelong pursuit, but a worthy calling. And there's a lot I don't know, but one thing I can encourage you in today is that Your success is in your surrender. And not until you and I lay down our lives will we fully find it. So I just want to say today, in closing, to keep pursuing, to keep pressing in, to keep persevering on your spiritual journey, no matter where you're at. Never be satisfied until you find all your satisfaction in Jesus. I am right here on the journey with you, reaching out my hand like, hey, let's do this together because I am just tripping and falling and failing my way forward, if you will say. You know, it's all the struggles and the hard moments that that allow you to really make that stride forward and make that growth. You just have to keep getting back up. But again, just keep persevering on your spiritual journey because everything on earth as it is in heaven. Our spiritual journey will directly connect with our lives as women, as entrepreneurs, as mothers, as friends, as daughters, as sisters, as his beloved. He has so much more for all of us. And this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of a lot of new things. 
So Lord, I just thank you so much for the mom listening. Lord, I just pray your blessing over her life. Lord, I thank you for the new thing that you're doing in her. Lord, I have no doubt in faith that you are doing a new thing, Lord, that you are waking her up, Lord. And we thank you for the struggles. We thank you for the shaking. We thank you for the trials. We thank you for the tears, Lord, because we know that in those moments when we feel small and little and pressed and we're hurting, Lord, that you are breaking open our hearts to reveal more of your heart for us, Lord. Lord, I pray that you would just open up our eyes to see you more. Open up our ears to hear you, Lord. Open up our heart to receive more of you, God. Take out the noise, the distractions, the things that clutter us up and that hold us back from you, God. Lord, I pray that you would just come in and rush in and just fill us. Fill us, Lord. You are preparing us. You want a bride. You want us to live and bring your kingdom here to this earth, God. But we have to give you our yes. Lord, and I just pray for the mom listening that she would just give you her yes, whatever that is, whatever you're asking her to do, Lord, that she would just be willing to walk in obedience, to surrender, to lay her life down for the calling that you have on her life, God. So Lord, I just ask that you would equip and empower the mom listening, Lord, that you would just fill her with your joy, the joy of surrender, the joy of knowing you, Lord, and that you would just give her the strength to persevere for the times to come, for the world that we live in, and just for the potential that you have on her life, Lord, that she would know that she is successfully pursuing her greatest potential here on this earth when she is pursuing you. When she's pursuing you, God, you are enough, Lord. And we just thank you and we honor you and we exalt you today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, you like Mama so please leave a review. Hey Mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribe to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mompreneur podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 